Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! You off, tell us a joke about dicks in the mix. You got the desk, not telling you where it's at. Stephen Gord, oh my lord, bowing down to bone bat, podcasting your asses in nerdy, massive classes. Sweet the speak of the geek to all the internet masses. Take your glasses off a set, I'm dropping bombs on your dome in your home. Pull your bootstraps up, it's time to burn chrome. Dirty jokes from the nerdy blokes, chewing on them curvy loads of that quirky counterculture wrapped up in their wordy show. B movie, holy men, wombat, metalhead, politics, amen, independent artist friend, renaissance guy. Of the full fan spectrum, nonchalant notables break through the bedlam of bullshit. Quick wit, free hits of the populace, Vulcan with some Romulus, rolling prime like Optimus. Naked American man stole my balloon.
what's up everybody welcome to episode 198 of the bone bat show this is steve and this is gordon how's it going oh it's go- <laughs> oh my god are you a wear podcaster i am yes <laughs> i'm podcasting in my underwear you got it nice you're First a lycanthro dope dope that that <laughs> did not land something like that anyway it's our halloween special man every year we do this i don't know we why do we do this uh this was all your idea we started doing this back when i actually drank beer luckily i still eat candy well usually you get some crazy sodas now though Ooh, getting crazy <laughs> on the soda pop so well, for those uh, those of you who are new to the bone bad show a long time ago we would each go to the store and get like scary beers or scary drinks or things that we hadn't had before and then candy of the same type so you know just weird candy sometimes it's really the key in my mind to a successful bone bad halloween special is that perfect mix of weird foreign candy and bottom shelf american garbage that's how you get a good bone bad show <laughs> well we've we've had several iterations of this too where like uh, I gave my kid a fistful of money once and sent him to the store to you buy did. stuff. You sent your wife, too, I think, before. Yeah, sent my wife. One year, my kid kept almost all the money because he just went to the dollar store <laughs> and got, like, four years ago Halloween knockoff candy. Yeah. This... Uh, for some reason, I feel like that was unethical and yet well-deserved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yet brilliant. So, can't fault him on that. Exactly. All right. Good so, job, uh, kid. Go to your room. To- kick things off uh i'm starting tonight with from i don't know who this brewer is abomination brewing company forbidden pumpkin imperial milkshake style ipa brewed with pumpkin spices vanilla and milk sugar okay now vanilla milk sugar what in the what in the (laughs) i don't know what in the sam hill how do you get that from a cow now, I've always been of the opinion, back when I drank beer, that there was no such thing as an alcohol-free beer that wasn't horrific. But I was told okay. that Heineken Double O, or maybe it's just Heineken Zero, is actually really good. I don't believe it, but I have one, and I'm going to try it. Okay. Okay. The first part of drinking any beer is getting the cap off. <laughs> Which is not a twist off. See if you can do this without uh, cutting your finger open or, or something like that. Chipping my tooth I've, or cutting I've... my finger on my chipped tooth. <laughs> All right. I've opened it. It does smell like a skunk just shit in my mouth. So that that's the Heineken thing. Hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. It tastes like a Heineken. That's it? weird. You know, Heineken was never my favorite beer, but usually a non-alcoholic beer just tastes really off. This wow. is this is not bad. Okay, this, I, so, which is high praise. So I'm not a big pumpkin beer guy. But pumpkin beer is, is just wrong. To this start is with. actually lovely. It's very faint, sort of spicy pumpkin flavor. It doesn't overpower the beer. It's not cloying, and it uh, it tastes like beer with just a hint of pumpkin. As far as pumpkin beers I've had, this is not at all bad. Well done, Abomination Brewing. So b- both of us on our first drink out of the chute give it high praise of hmm, not bad <laughs> no this is good this is a good beer i would drink this whole thing i'm gonna have to give it to my wife and daughter soon so that they can try it but uh yeah that's not bad at all, all right i'm grabbing a candy okay i'm going deep okay so this is 
The most Please don't say you're giving it to your wife and then say you're going deep. This is a family show. The most fucked up thing that I found. So this is called, from the Alamo Candy Company, The Great Taste of Texas, Gummy and Bloody Bears. So what they are is essentially gummy bears fo- floating in blood. That's terrible. Says the gummy bears are crawling in chamoy and chili sweet and sour made with real fruit juice. Okay. Uh, this this is it's terrifying looking in the bag. It looks Really, scary. I don't want to I don't want to disparage Texas and all, but I mean they have a lot of people with guns down there. Maybe bloody gummy bears is not the the best Listen, thing. This is like I, I feel like this is Chris McEnroy designed candy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I take it all back. Right on. Oh my god. It comes out of the it, it looks literally like fake blood when it drips out of the bag. It's just like a plastic bag of, of fake blood that's just dripping down your microphone now. Oh. That's weird. Okay. I've got a bead on it. <laughs> it. It tastes like a gummy bear that's been soaked in... Oh, that's weird. Like salty hot sauce syrup. So it's sweet, salty, almost like... Like Thai food, sweet, salty, and spicy all at the same time on a gummy bear. Wow, so it tastes like Satan jizzed on a gummy bear. <laughs> Perhaps. I wouldn't know. You can maybe let me know. <laughs> no, no, that's what it tastes like. <laughs> I'm telling you. Wow. I've never had okay. a salty gummy bear before. That's so bizarre. Yeah, some people put salt on their watermelon. I'm going to put that in the same family. What the hell? Yeah, sure. A little spicy, a little sweet. Uh, and last year, uh, or maybe a couple of years ago, we tried that tagine salt. A little of that on a watermelon. That's pretty good, too. It's a little spice to it. All right. I was in the co-op today, uh, and so my candy tends to be very, very hippie today. Uh, and this one is a organic. It says right on it. Organic Alter Eco like ecology, salted caramel truffle. And the it's wrapped in, I don't know what, but the wrapper itself says compost me. So I'm assuming the wrapper is made out of like old hippies or something. <laughs> the wrapper is more healthy than the candy. That's interesting. Huh. That's, a, that's a different take. Huh. You know, at, at first chomp, I bit into this, this ball and it just caramel burst across my tongue. This is actually quite delicious. Right. The salt I have going on is probably better than the salty, bloody gummy bear you have going on. You know, the, what's weird is it's it's not abhorrent. I've tasted a lot worse things on this show. It's not bad. <laughs> I don't know if I'd buy them again, but they're edible. I could I could eat a few more of these. Now you've had worse things in your mouth on this show. That's right, I have. Hey, burning of eye was over at your house. <laughs> This uh, pumpkin, the pumpkin ale, though, washes it down nicely. This is good. This is excellent stuff. I'm happy with okay. it. Okay. All right. So, music. Of yes. course, uh, the other thing that we do on the Bone Bad Show is independent music. And our good friend Sam Haynes from the UK has a brand new music release for the spooky season called Haunted House Party. Uh, we open the show with Nightmare City, uh, kind of a jamming tune that I have been enjoying, and we've got a lot more where that came from, as well as some selections from the latest edition of Monster Mashups, the monster mashup that wouldn't die, which is free to download 
uh, we will post the link on the Facebook page, and you can add this uh, selection of tunes to your Halloween party this year on the fine folks at Monster Mashup. So how cool is that? That is cool. So uh, just uh, bring everybody up to date on the Bone Bat Film Festival. Uh, Kickstarter next month, right? That is the plan. So uh, And submissions are open. I w- I've been corresponding with filmmakers. I was corresponding with a filmmaker this evening just before this podcast, in fact. What? Yeah. Filmmakers are like, how do I get my film in your festival? And I say, you have to enter it. That's right. You have to. It's and mandatory. They do. That's one of mm-hmm. the things that we're hard and firm rule. You've got to enter it if you want to be in the film festival. That's right. <laughs> So, the uh, Bone Bath Film Festival, once again, will take place on May 7th, 2022. And uh, the Kickstarter campaign will go live next month, which will allow you to buy tickets at the lowest prices, as well as things like our enormous package swag bag. So, you'll want to keep an eye on that. Lots of fun surprises. We'll be announcing who our band is this year. We'll be announcing who our artist is this year. We've got a lot of great stuff to let you know about and uh, you'll find out about that in November but word first Gord Steve what we always do about this time my friend what pisses you off man Steve you know what pisses me off what's that Gord since it's the, the Halloween episode I thought I'd talk about scary stuff I have had a ceramic chef's knife for the longest damn time decades it is my go-to blade for chopping up everything, pretty much. And over the years, this ceramic knife has become duller and duller and duller very, very slowly. But it got to the point where it was noticeably duller. And I had purchased a new knife sharpening device that even said right on it, you know, this you can use on ceramic knives. I'm like, really? Okay. Okay. okay, ceramic knife. Because the, the, the thing is, you get a, when I bought this thing decades ago, the deal was, hey, this is super sharp, but it's not going to last forever and you can't sharpen it. So deal with it. So it's like a Teflon pan. You just buy a new one at some point. Yeah, yeah it's the, you're not going to re-Teflon your pan. <laughs> no, you're not going to do that. That's what mom always said. So I, I grabbed my new knife sharpener <laughs> and my old knife. And the very first stroke I did just shattered that freaking blade. Oh, no. No shit. I was left holding like a this, handle like, with jagged glass. knife was destroyed like the Just instant. destroyed. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, dude. And Madia Mente. Just. <laughs> it was so complete. You know, there, it was so like there's no fixing this kind of thing. I just looked at it and I just laughed. I'm like, okay, well, that's that's that but in hindsight yeah you know what that really pisses me off because that knife is composting somewhere can you compost a ceramic knife i don't know that's no it's got a half-life probably yeah probably yeah wow maybe they're maybe they'll melt it down and turn it into heartbreaking it was it was the end of an era it is yeah wow bummer yeah what about you steve okay so you know what pisses me off so, what? Uh, an artist that we've been familiar with for a long time, David Hartman. As a matter of fact, one of our Halloween specials back ages ago, like eight, nine, ten years ago, we f- featured his art on the Bone Bat page when we did our Halloween special. 
and uh, he does some fantastic work. He is a graphic designer and an artist. He's also a film director. He actually directed the last Phantasm movie. Did you know that? I know it now. All right, then. So uh, every October, he posts a list of 31 drawing prompts. And I don't draw a ton. Gordon is actually a semi-professional cartoonist. He's been paid from around the world, but I rarely draw, and I'm usually pretty bad at it. I said, me too, but I get paid for it. Right, exactly. But I, I thought this would be fun because, like, the, the prompts were really cool. It was like a nice list of stuff to try to draw. You know, one of the things I really love about David Hartman's art is out of all the monster artists that I love, like Mike Mignola all the way to Nick Gucker, what I love about David Hartman is that nobody captures that unbridled Saturday morning hopped up on sugar, oh my God, I'm drawing monsters! enthusiasm quite like David. So his vibe is really what got me fired up for this drawing challenge. And what's frustrating me is that I'm so bad. I'll have like a great idea in my head and I just can't execute it. Like getting it on the page, it never looks quite like I think about it. Like maybe out of the 22 days I've done so far, maybe five of them have really come out like I wanted them to. And man, that pisses me off. It's like... (laughs) How many years do you have to draw to get good at it, I wonder? Beats me. I'm still working on it. You're doing the right thing, though. I mean, the only way to get better at drawing is just by drawing, and you're you're drawing a lot. You, oh, you're, a and lot. you've drawn some, some funny stuff. I like it. Yeah, I, I feel like, though, that my ideas are better than than my drawing. And sometimes, you know, like... I should hope a, so. It's, like, <laughs> it's a delivery vehicle for, like, a, a fucking word bubble because I have a lot of writing to do that's funny, but <laughs> the drawing isn't as good as the writing. I don't know. I'm having fun with it. I'm glad I'm doing it, and thank you for jumping in with me and doing it. Uh, if you guys go on uh, Instagram or Facebook and search for hashtag uh, BoneBat, you'll find all of our drawings, or at least all of my drawings. Are you tagging in with that as well? No, not with BoneBat, but you can, I mean, the Hartman, what is it? Hartman, Hartman? Monstroween will get you all of the art that everybody's doing, and there's a lot of really great stuff on there. So I'm having fun, but it pisses me off that I can't always execute, you know, the vision that's in my head. But you can really see the difference between what you like and what I like if you look at the drawings. Because everything Steve draws has got 9,000 different pieces to it. And (laughs) so Steve will draw this incredibly intricate thing with all kinds of lines and curves and dots and everything all over the place. And I'll have something that's essentially one gentle curve to it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny, but then, you know, I draw all those lines, but they're not like good lines. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find my stuff at real underscore mighty wombat uh, on Instagram if, if you want to, if you want to look for me. And I'm at Bonehand over there. So, uh, yeah, but uh, that's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed that. So listen. Yeah, it's been a blast. Listen, dude. I'm covered in fake gummy bear blood, so I need to go wash up. So why don't we listen to a tune? Let's do it. Okay, this is uh, one of the latest cuts from the brand new Monster Mashup. This is Weird Busters. I am Vince. Vince Clortho, Keymaster of Gozer. Vulcan Sildrawer, Lord of the Sepulia. Are you the gatekeeper? Okay, look, you know how you always talk about how you can simulate all that stuff on the computer? You know? What's the difference? Why can't we simulate a girl? There's something strange in your neighborhood. 
important i forgot to tell you what don't cross the streams total protonic reversal all right that's bad only the ghosts in this house are glad we're here
All right, once again, that was Weird Busters by Burt Reynolds, of all people, from the brand new The Monster Mashup That Wouldn't Die. I hope you enjoyed that. We followed that up with a track from Sam Haynes, the aptly titled Ghost Dance. So, uh, right dude, on. another round of the beer and the candy? Yeah, absolutely. So should I should I follow up with an IPA or a sour? Uh go sour go sour go sour okay so this is from also abomination brewing company these guys like skulls and weird shit on their labels and i love it this is called the harvester sour ale with blackberry red raspberry and pomegranate jesus good god the harvester is a rotating series of fruit forward sours we wanted to explore how various fruit combinations play off each other in a sour ale Really letting the fruit take center stage, creating a wholly different beer for each entry in the series. It is bright red, like gummy bear blood. Okay, seems to be a theme. Well, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, that's all the sour. God damn. Okay, so we're going to go ham, Gord. Ham? Yes. Are you not familiar with that phrase? Hard the land of sky blue waters? No, go hard as a motherfucker. All right. Oh, no. To go with my extra sour beer, I'm having crybaby tears, extra sour candy. Wouldn't it be hamp? <laughs> hamp? Yes, it would. Well, I get this open. Okay, well, here's the thing. Have? I've got a <clears throat> Rico brand, taro flavor bubble milk tea drink. It's a Taiwan classic. Is it taro or taro? It's the stuff that they... right? Yeah, you make poi out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This really takes me back, Steve. (laughs) Okay. When I was very young, way back before I moved into the house that that you knew, like maybe like second, third grade, probably second grade, our next door neighbors. the the great days. Back, we pre-Gord the Great. I mean, like really, really early Gord. Really early Gord. This is, Yeah. Not even partially formed gourd yet, really. Our next door neighbors <laughs> were an old couple. I like that my par- gourd. Yeah, it is a proto gourd, like like a protoplasm gourd. It was an elderly couple that they were nice enough, but my parents didn't really socialize with them. But one one day we went to their house because their daughter was home, and their daughter was like a babysitter aged person in my mind, and she had brought her animals. She brought her dog and her cat, and uh, they were named Benson and Hedges. Classy, <laughs> classy. They're named after a cigarette brand. Yes, and that's, that's funny. like that's a detail that stuck with me. But the the real thing that stuck with me is this dog. It just had so much like mucus and spit and stuff coming out of its face all the time. I was sure that it had boogers coming out of its mouth and my mom had to correct me and like no the dog doesn't have boogers coming out it's just a drooly drooly dog and i was or what was it it was just like this flat-faced kind of drooly hound thing i mean i I don't keep in mind this is this is a very long time ago but this memory more than anything i just remember like the thick ropes of of gnarly snot spit on this dog's face and I started playing with the dog. I was assured that it was okay, even though I was feeling very, very ooged out by the whole moisture situation on the snout. And 
I I just remember I was on the floor on my back looking up at this dog and I, I I'm a very small person at this point looking up at this dog and it sneezed it just did this full like sneeze and because I was playing with it my mouth was open and the dog it like sneezed dog snot into my open mouth oh that's horrible. and there's there's adults around adults that I'm not entirely familiar with and I don't know the polite thing and I panic and so I decide in this moment I can't spit this stuff out and I'm I'm a little bit freaked out and I tried to swallow it no no yes yes and and oh. this is the hell this is the hell part I tried to swallow it, and I, it was just like this thick, ropey, boogery stuff, and I got it halfway down, and I could feel it in my throat, and I could also feel the same, like, strand in my mouth. And I didn't know what to do, and I just I just didn't know if I was going to throw up or, or if I was going to start crying, or, and I, I, like, gave it, like, a second and a third attempt to get it down. Taro flavor bubble milk tea drink, people. That's the memory. It's conjuring. It tastes like that. Yeah, it was very disturbing because it's, oh it's more God. of a texture thing than anything else. It, I think like what was so disturbing about it is I knew it was foreign matter, yet it tasted oddly like I had just you know sniffed up my own boogers and they were in the back of my own throat. Like it should have tasted more foreign than it did. It was a horrible, horrible thing. I may have to go to therapy just because I've remembered this. It doesn't even matter what taro flavor bubble milk tea drink tastes like. It's what it feels like. So it's thick and ropey? <laughs> I've already pushed this drink to the far side of the room. I don't want to discuss it anymore. I've given you way too much. Oh my God. So I've known you for like 37 years. And you've just told me the most disgusting story you've ever told me since we've known each other. That was fucking horrific. I'm sitting here drinking sour beer and eating sour candy, and it was not nearly as abhorrent as what you just said. Uh, I'm glad this is the Halloween show, people. Jesus. So, hey, (laughs) you know what? Crybaby Tears is bullshit. This is not very sour. The sour beer, the harvester kicks it in the dick. Okay. This candy is nothing. It should be ashamed of itself. I'm turning the candy around. <laughs> well, my but, candy. You know, you're, yeah, that drink. Oh, my God. Like, how primal is that to drag up that memory? You tried to bury that fucking thing as hard as you can bury anything. Yeah. Yeah, like you try to bury a body. Yeah, we're looking to remember that one. Thanks, no. Bat Show. Thanks, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Telltale dog. <laughs> so you got any weird stuff this week? Oh wait, candy. I'm not even gonna get a chance Did to you, eat this you candy. Get a candy. No. Okay. Please uh, tell us about your candy. I hope it's better. <laughs> Let's hope it's better than the drink. Yeah. This is a uh, once again. I bought my my candy at the co-op. This is made with natural ingredients, raspberry licorice naturally faggot flavored vegan fat-free kosher all of the above this wrapper does not tell me though to compost it so it's it's brown and it stinks slightly 
But it tastes delicious. And as long as you don't smell it, this is good. Gotta love California, man. All of your candies have, like, some sort of health benefit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep in mind where I bought the candy this time around. Oh, it wasn't. Okay, co-op, sure. Yeah. Well, this is kind of interesting. Like, there's no, uh, what is it, PHPs or whatever in any of the candy you're eating tonight? Not yet. No, this tastes kind of like old pie. Like the next day? Like you have the nice hot pie after dinner, and then next morning you have it for breakfast? Like that old pie or like old, old pie? No, more like you found one of those, uh, you get those uh, <laughs> fruit pies out of the vending machine at high school. And it's been under your car seat for like six months. Yeah, like you find it in your car. Like, I didn't know I had this. And then you bite it. Why would you do that? Because <laughs> you're hungry. Just try to get that dog spit flavor out of your mouth. Oh my God, that is so funny. That's killing me. I don't know if I have anything else to add to this segment. <laughs> I need to go wash my brain out. <laughs> Just go rinse the podcast. I've never been so horrified in my fucking life. It's Halloween. <laughs> All right, let's listen to a tune. Uh, here's one from a wholly unexpected tune from Monster Mashups. This is called Wanda Thurman. Lovely to finally meet you, dear.
We are back, and once again, that was the DJ Voice Dude with Wanda Thurman from the monster mashup That Wouldn't Die. I followed that up with the title cut from Sam Haynes' new one, Haunted House Party. Hope you enjoyed that set. You know, I was so disgusted by that whole scene there that we forgot to do Gord's Weird Stuff, so we're going to do that now. But uh, first, right. uh, more beer and candy, so, or soda and candy. What do you got? Okay, okay. This is Aurora. It's a cayenne citron sparkling hemp beverage. Wow. Wow. Hemp infused 25 milligrams. I'm assuming that this is just hemp. It's not the electric lettuce, as they say in Canada. <laughs> Jazz cabbage. It is not that. It's, it smells really good. It smells citrusy and spicy. But it, it doesn't taste quite as good as it smells. It's a far cry better than the last thing I had. What about you, Steve? What are you imbibing? Okay. So first I'm going to do my candy. All right. Here's All right. The deal. This is called Magic Potion Mystery Flavor. It's a little flask of green liquid that is tied <laughs> to introduce the tablet. Where you, Would you dare to taste it? So it's got a little baggie on it. That has tablets in it. And so you drop the tablet into the green magic potion. <laughs> and and you recall a horrific childhood memory. Yeah, I don't know what this is going to do to me. But uh, we're going to find out here. It's got tape around this. So it, it looks like a little flask, but it's made out of plastic. Why don't you talk about your candy while I try okay. to get into this thing? Uh, I think you had a Tony's Chocolate Looney uh, oh, during one good. of our episodes. Yeah. Yeah, they, they come in a variety of, of flavors, different kinds of chocolate. This particular one is a dark chocolate, 51% almond and sea salt flavor. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the chocolooney looniness. And, oh, you know how chocolate bars, they have these sections. You know, it's, it's poured into a mold so you can easily break off you know, a, a quarter of it or a fifth of it. You know, it's just laid out so there's equally sized yes. pieces. But they're large. This, they're chunky. No, th- I have a I have a smaller one than you oh, do. Oh, you got the... Okay, I know what size you mean. Yeah. And it does have the indentations, which break it into, like, seven completely different size pieces. 
I guess it's an artistic thing. <laughs> okay, so... You're fucking great. Oh, this is really good. No one else in my house is getting this. <laughs> okay, so... I've got the bottle on the on my desk, and I've got the tablet, and I'm actually going to video this to see what Are there happens. different color tablets? Do you, do you yeah, make so a... the tablet is orange, the liquid is green, and I'm dropping it in now. This is it's how you bubbling, make blue meth. It's bubbling. It's bubbling kind of like a Alka-Seltzer. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to do the second tablet. What color is the second tablet? Also orange. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. The tablets uh, are just sitting in the bottom. Of <laughs> the, Surprise! They of don't the do flask shit. Fizzing. I thought it was going to be like a Mentos and Coke type like, of a deal. Yeah. I all over say, your office. Oh, wait, there's a third tablet, Gordon. Mm. You got to do all three, Steve. Oh, yeah. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it. Do I got to wait until all three of them dissolve before I drink oh, heck this no. mess? Okay, now the jug is, or the flask is really bubbling. Right. I'm going in. Are you ready? This is some great audio. Down the hatch. Oh, fuck, that's bad. <laughs> Maybe you're only supposed to do one tablet. Oh. Feels like green apple Listerine. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. All right. I'm throwing that away, what's left of it. And I'm opening up from... Zombie Brewing Company, the Zombie of Darkness, West Coast Double India Pale Ale with Mosaic, Citron, and Eldorado Amarillo Hops. 8% alcohol by volume. Tip your waiter. Okay, then. Yeah, solid IPA. Tastes like summer. Aw. Yeah, that's good. And it has a, it has got ash from Army of Darkness on the label. With a bloody chainsaw and a hop for a beard. <laughs> cool. All right. What do you got? Uh, well, I mean, I was drinking the cayenne citron thing, oh, right? Oh, yes, right. And your candy? Yeah. And my candy. And, yeah. No, the okay, chocolooney. I'm hoarding it. Right. So what's your uh, Gord's weird stuff then? Well, Steve, it's from up around your neck of the woods. Lovely Spokane, Washington. I don't know if you watch local uh, Spokane television, but KREM, a local news station in, in Spokane, aired a pornographic clip during its Sunday broadcast this weekend. Did Meteorologists, really? yes, for reals, cloudy with a chance of meat, balls. Meteorologist Michelle Boss was giving the weather update on the station when the clip was airing right over her right shoulder. The explicit clip aired for around 13 seconds, so which instantly green screen. Yeah, yeah, you're, she's like <laughs> talking about the wind blowing, and you know, there's some other blowing going on. So, uh, so how did this occur? This uh, meteorological no say, marvel. <laughs> no one's saying how it occurred. You uh, said they, meet they did not meteorological marvel. Oh, right? meteorological. I get it. Neither she nor her co-anchor reacted to the clip before it was cut short. They later apologized to it. This is the interesting part, though. Um, the Spokane Police Department has confirmed that it is investigating the incident, and it confirmed the clip generated, generated numerous calls from concerned citizens in the city and county. 
The Spokane Police Department Special Victims Unit responded to a local news outlet Sunday evening after a disturbing image and video appeared on the screen during the station's weather report, the department said. Who? This brings me to the question. Who calls the police? Because they see pornography on their television. I don't know. I, I think I would laugh first. I, I, I would either ch- laugh or turn it off. In the room. I would cover their eyes or something. I don't know. I think I would say, well, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on the kind of pornography. But, I mean, calling the police would be like the last thing I would think. <laughs> that is kind of the nuclear option, isn't it? Yeah, go 911. What are the police going to do? Uh, yep, that is a penis. Yeah, right there. I yeah. can confirm uh-huh. it. We learned this in we learned this in officer training. <laughs> Did he have a permit for that weapon? I don't know. <laughs> you know, and that's why television stations should not have open Wi-Fi. You got to put a password on that shit. Yeah, you got to protect that. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> and that that is my weird stuff. That is truly weird. You always find stuff happening in Washington that is so bizarre. Yeah, I think the algorithm is is zeroing in on my desire to know what's going on in Washington. and that, Or maybe you're just like the place that weird stuff happens. That could be it, too. All right, uh, why don't we listen maybe to another both. tune? All right, what are we going to hear, This Steve? is one from uh, Sam Haynes, a brand new release, Haunted House Party. One of the cool things about this latest release, Haunted House Party, is that he kind of mix it up. A little more guitars from Gary Bennett, a little more of vocals on a couple of cuts. Uh, this one features Jenna Leroyd. It is called Haunted By You.
Saturday Night Kids. Time for another Monster Chiller Horror Theater. Boys and girls, we got a scary one for you tonight. We got a real good show. Believe you me, I haven't had a chance to see what the boy was in the studio today. We get a chance to go to this and see what, what we have in store for you, but I'm quite sure it's quite good. Uh, they, don't, uh, they don't have it on the schedule. <laughs> we don't have the name of it, um, but I'm sure it's going to be quite scary. <laughs> it's going to be chilling, I know that, because it's on Monster Killer Horror Theater. <laughs> so why don't you just relax now, sit back, kick off your pants, and watch tonight's Monster Killer Horror Theater presentation. Monster Chiller Theater, I hope you enjoyed tonight. Once again, that was Haunted by You from Sam Haynes featuring Jenna Leroy and Gary Bennett on guitar. And following that, uh, we had another one from Monster Mashup and uh, Steve-O in your stereo with Really Scary featuring SCTV's Count Floyd. Always a pleasure hearing from him. Uh, time for more beer and candy, Gord. Oh, goody. Oh, goody. I have a treat. I haven't found one of these in all of our years, I don't think. But this is a candy that was literally name-checked in one of the first shorts we ever showed at the Boneback Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. Wow. The Mallow Cup, which was featured in How My Dad Killed Dracula. Remember that? Dan, Dan oh, Roebuck, the star. Yeah. All I wanted was a Mallow Cup. And so I'm having a Mallow Cup right now in honor of the Bone Bat Film Festival. How cool is that? Is it like marshmallow? Is there other kind of mallow that's not marsh? Nope. It's literally a Reese's peanut butter cup with marshmallow in the middle of it instead of peanut butter. All right. And it is just fine. Oh, you know what? There might be a little coconut in there, too. Ew. 
Yeah, there's a little coconut in it. That's good, though. That's a decent candy. And to drink from Fort George Brewery, Black Dresses from Builders and the Butchers. I didn't realize this is a band. Did you know that, Gordon? I know the song Black Dresses. All right. Well, uh, there's a beer named after that song in that band. You are Black Dresses. Sounds a lot better than that. And I am uh, opening this beer now. It's a Schwartz beer. So a black ale of some sort. Wow. Very hmm. dark brown. Mmm. You know what? It's really what? toasty. A toasty ale. And uh, that goes well with chocolate right there. I picked a good candy to have with this. Okay. What do you got? Well, I don't know. There's very few words on this bottle that I can read. But it's a Kamino Yuzu Sparkling. Made in Japan. And there's a picture of what looks like a an overgrown lemon, a, a warty grapefruit, some sort of citrus thing <laughs> on it. Okay. And uh, I don't know. It comes in a bottle with a cap that you can just carve your initials with. Good God. And maybe <laughs> I may need to apply direct pressure to this wound. Okay. <laughs> Wow, that I don't. I still don't know what a yuzu is, but I want more of it. This yuzu is delicious. Is a Japanese lemon, I think. Okay. Well, I actually have a bottle of uh, yuzu liqueur in my bar that I use in the occasional tiki drink. Well, it is a delicious thing, the yuzu. <laughs> yuzu, yuzu. I yuzu too. Yeah. Other than that, uh, there's. I don't think any other. Oh, there is one tiny section where it says, please recycle. (laughs) Did you have a candy? Oh, and then on the other side, nutritional facts. Okay, so sparkling water, yuzu juice, organic cane sugar. That's the whole thing. Boom. It's good. Drink this. Do you have any candy this round? Yeah, yeah. It seems like every year I try to get a different peanut butter cup. You know, I started with the Newman's own and... It, it seems like it's a battle to get the smallest, most expensive peanut butter cup possible. This one, you would be smaller, except they couldn't fit all the seals and warnings and everything else on the wrapper. It's non-GMO, USDA organic. Uh, it has a logo that looks like, oh, I think that's fair trade. It looks like a skank and pickle. I'm not sure. And then there's this... <laughs> Gluten-free, and there's a brown swinging monkey that's farting, I guess. I'm not quite sure what that's supposed to be. Uh, is the wrapper in hieroglyphics? <laughs> yes. The wrapper is in hieroglyphics. It is. If I was a better person, I'd know what all these things mean, but I'm not, so I'm just going to eat it. And I think the wrapper, though, is just plastic as all hell. This is made out of petroleum, straight-up petroleum. All right, so I finished my mallow cup already, and the only yeah. other cup style treat I have in my bag is Reese's Big Cup with Reese's Pieces candy in the middle of the cup. (laughs) I'm going to eat one of these so that I can be on. I'm going to get on your level, Gord. Okay. This is good. This is just straight up dark chocolate surrounding peanut butter like God intended. This is a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup with Reese's Pieces in the middle of it, but God damn it's salty. Huh. That's really? like having a pork loin stuffed with bacon. Yeah, kind of. And then you wonder why it's salty. I don't know. And washing it down with yuzu. Mm. 
good stuff right there. Those Caminos, yeah, the, uh, they know. Toasted, toasted ale goes well with peanut butter, too. So, there you go. All right. Okay, this is getting steadily more delicious. Uh, multimedia triage, man. What have you been digging? Last episode, we did a terrible, terrible disservice to the the planet by not mentioning brand new cherry flavor, and I'm mentioning it right off really? the bat I this like time. I feel like we talked about that. Did we talk about it? I don't know. Maybe. Talk about it again. I don't give a shit. All right. Hey, if we talked about it last <laughs> time, it's mom? good enough. I'm talking about it again. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like we didn't talk enough. It is a cool, cool, weird series on Netflix where a woman goes to Hollywood, tries to get her movie made, and every episode ends up throwing up a live kitten. If you could deal with that, you got to watch this. Wildly creative, super cool. And if I've talked about it before, it's so good I'm talking about it again. All right. That's awesome. Another thing, I finally watched the movie Dave Built a Maze. I, this was made a few years back, and it was it's an independent horror comedy. Can't believe I waited so long to see it. It's about this guy, Dave, who, uh, while his go-getter girlfriend is off on a business trip. He's sort of a slacker. He can never really finish everything. He's he's dicking around in the apartment, and he ends up building himself a cardboard maze in the apartment, which must have some sort of dimensional warp or something. They never really explain it, but it's giant on the inside, and he gets lost in the maze, and it is wonderful. So many practical effects. This maze is full of traps and pitfalls, and it, it's all cardboard. It is they they got the world's finest cardboard craftspeople to build the set. I'm sure. And anytime somebody, it, because his friends come over to try to rescue him, because from the outside it just looks like this big weird maze sitting in the living room with with smoke coming out from time to time. <laughs> but you go inside and it's it's peril, peril. But if you were to be bloodied in some matter in this maze instead of like blood it's like colored streamers come out so it's, where do you watch this i watched it on amazon okay. i rented it on amazon for like two dollars or something and well worth it and there's a one guy this one actor in there i kept going i know this guy's voice i don't recognize him i know his voice finally looked is james urbaniak it's oh, Rusty nice. Venture from the Venture Brothers. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's in it. He's great. Absolutely hilarious in this thing. So check that out. Dave built a maze. I, I would be proud to show this at a comedy horror film festival. Wow, yeah. amazing. Yeah, so that's that's a thing. And then you and I both watched Halloween Kills. We did. So uh, what did you think of Halloween Kills? I thought it was really fun for about the first two-thirds, no spoilers. But then it just got a little bit stupid. And I, I don't mean it like, don't go down there into that room full of chainsaws with no light. You know, not that kind of stupid. You expect it. Just sort of nonsensical, like, like was there editing errors? I, I couldn't figure out. There's a crowd of people running up two floors of stairs, and it takes them forever to get there but someone else who's behind them magically warps in front of them i don't yeah but there's, she went there's up another the other stairwell which was like the express lane <laughs> okay okay <laughs> that just makes more sense than anything i could think of 
there's another scene where there's like a giant crowd of people and then inexplicably now it's like a quarter of those people and and half of those people are, are somewhere else at the same time completely away from the crowd and like all the action was taking place at the crowd it it got to be sort of like wait what's going on <laughs> at the end but still fun i guess worthwhile what did you think yeah i sort of felt like it was the back to the future 2 of halloween movies that it was like clearly a placeholder between halloween and halloween ends and so they weren't going to do anything that was too world changing. It was just getting from point A to point B. And yeah, it had some some dumb shit in it and some nonsensical character moves and some crazy ways to approach like perhaps uh, trying to stop a mad serial killer who is huge and strong. Maybe you don't go about it that way. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, maybe so. But best use of a car door in a film arguably ever? Yeah, yes. Bravo, that was fucking fantastic. Almost worth price of admission alone. That was so funny. And, you know, once again, it was only our family that was laughing their ass off in the middle (laughs) of this theater. (laughs) I mean, we were dying laughing at a number of points, and nobody else was laughing. So I, I think that says more about us than it does about them. Yeah, welcome to my world. Uh... And the ending, you know, it's interesting because I was reading another reviewer who made the point that the only person who came away happy at the end of the movie was Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. That he won. Like, for the one time in all the Halloween movies, Michael Myers won. And so I kind of liked that about the film in retrospect. Like, oh, well, you know, that's kind of cool. When does the serial killer ever win? That never happens in a horror movie. So, you know, props for that, I guess. But it did feel like a lot of setup for a third movie, which meant that there wasn't a lot meaningful that happened in this one. Bummer. Not a lot of characters. I enjoyed my time. Their demise. Oh my in... god, the body count in this film must be the most ever in a Halloween film. I can't imagine what film would be more. Yeah, it, the dressing room is going to be empty for for number three. Let me tell you. You know, we don't want well, to spoil it. No. A lot of people died in this film. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, but it didn't change my world. I, I wasn't even disappointed. A lot of people are pissed off about that like they were with Malignant. And it's just like, did we talk about Malignant? Feel I don't think like we did. we didn't because it's been Malignant, I thought, super fucking fun. It is a horror movie that kind of has like the flavor of Starship Troopers, where you feel like you're watching a spoof of something, but it's too high budget and too intelligent to really be doing what it's doing, so there must be a reason. And fuck yes, there's a reason. It's a love letter to the works of Frank Henenlotter and Larry Cohen, thanks to Eric Morgret for that catch. And uh, I just thought it was a blast. Totally a fun time. Well, you thought about it way harder than I did, but I also thought it was a blast. I just thought it was a, a goofy, fun movie where you think you know what's gonna what's going on the whole time and you're just trying to figure out the specifics as <laughs> something different and it's it's nuts but it's it's a very days, fun like, movie we watch a lot of horror movies how often these days do you see a truly bug fuck twist and it's also related to other stuff that you've loved in the past i just thought that was neat yeah that was cool so yeah malignant two thumbs way the fuck up check that one out Okay, now our listeners are in for a big treat because yes. 
they don't realize it until right now. I'm about to do the big reveal. They are listening to the only person in the United States of America, what? possibly the world, what? that doesn't like Squid Games. That's right. <laughs> Me. I tried watching. I watched the whole first episode. I watched 40 minutes of the second episode before I finally went, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not going to enjoy this. I don't like the acting. It's just done in two broader strokes. Click. That's right. So if there's anyone else out there that also doesn't like Squid Games, you know, I'm here for you. Well, the, the, the one thing that I could say, and again, it's not up to me to fucking legislate what you enjoy or not, what you don't enjoy. That's not my job. Which is news to you. <laughs> but episode two is a different episode than every other episode in the series. So okay. stopping in the middle of episode two before it really gets going is kind of a weird place to stop to me. But again, you know, your mileage may vary. I don't know. It, does really the acting style completely games. change after it, episode two? Yeah, it goes back to what it is, which is a bunch of people trying not to die playing games. Episode two is not that. Episode two is something different. It's a it, lot of setup for what's going to come in the rest of it. And there is a pretty big twist towards the end of the series that makes you go, oh, fuck, I, I didn't see that coming. That's why none of these people are acting. Okay. No, it's really, yeah, that's, well, that's what I it mean, is. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if the, the overacting, which is pretty broad, like you said, comedically, if, you know, that is a Korean staple that doesn't translate for you. No, we've I mean, watched Korean that movies kind of thing where that was... in anime all the time, right? Yeah, and I don't enjoy it in anime either. So, yeah, I mean, you may not enjoy that. But the story, but, you know, what, that wasn't the story in Parasite. really gets on the rails episode three. For what it's worth. Okay. I don't know. All right. And I mean, there's other stuff later in the series to gripe about. Like, there are American characters that are introduced that are kind of stereotypes and very broad sort of a thing too and you kind of look at that and go oh come on so i mean there, there are other gripes to have with the show and you know maybe it works that type of thing works better like two hours like battle royale and a movie that's much more tight i don't know hmm. all right i'm listening to a podcast steve that's not our podcast why would I'm you? Listen- how could you i know well what's what's wrong with you old man star lord it's a Marvel Wastelands podcast, and I, I haven't listened to the entire thing yet, but it's a serial, and uh, it's it's set in a universe where the bad guys have won. Doctor Doom is running the show. The Avengers, everyone's dead, except for Star-Lord and uh, Rocket. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I guess it's a series, because after this, there's, there's another... Wastelanders. It's like the only heroes left on Earth are, are, are just the lame ones because Hawkeye is after this one. But it's got it's got serious uh, actors doing the voices, and it's a uh, it's a fun story. So you've been sticking with these Marvel podcasts, huh? Uh, you listen to Marvels. You listen to was it Old Man Wolverine? Like you've listened to a number of these. You know, I have. I I, I find them fun. It's fun to be told a story and to have. Um, to, to have it told well. I find that interesting and kind of cool because you are 
one of the guys who will most say like, oh, Black Panther sucks. Like you will take shots at MCU on the yeah, regular I don't like for it. films that other people think are pretty damn good. So it's interesting that, but you really dig the podcast. So you must be digging the lore and the stories that are coming or in, at least informed by the original comic book material. Maybe that's the thing. Uh, maybe I'm not so informed by the original comic book material. Because as we have covered in the show, you read roughly 900 billion times more comic books than I did. I didn't really get into comic books at all until college. And so I don't have that that whole big backstory sitting in, in my mind. I'm just enjoying a story as it's, as it's unfolding without the baggage to go with it, for, okay. for lack of a better term. Maybe if I, maybe you'd listen to this stuff and be like, this is terrible. No, I doubt it. I I don't know. There was a paywall for a while for a lot of the Marvel stuff. So that was what sort of prevented me from digging in more. And then Marvel's, the first one, I don't know, was too like a newsreel. For some reason, it didn't grab me. And I still actually have the episodes, the remaining episodes on my iPod, but I just haven't listened to them yet. Well, give it a shot. Uh, it's got Timothy Busfield and Chris Elliott as Rocket is, is actually. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That's another thing. Chris Elliott generally bugs the shit out of me. I I like him as Rocket. Okay, uh, let's uh, another horror movie that I just checked out. Uh, Julie and I yeah. watched The Forever Purge last weekend, which was a lot of fun. Uh, so the Purge movies, I know you don't watch them, but the, the gist of it is that there's a 12-hour period in the United States each year where anything is allowed. So murder, crimes, robbery, whatever. But just for the 12 hours, you can blow off your steam and then you have to go back to being a law-abiding citizen. And there are certain certain militias and forces that decide that that's not good enough for them. They want to have the forever purge. So after the whole purge is over, people come out of their bunkers and their homes and everything and try to go back to work. And all of a sudden they're attacked and start to be killed by these people who are no longer abiding by the rules, these lawless outlaws. So Mexico and Canada open up their borders and Americans are running for the Mexican and Canada border, which is Fill fucking the wall. hilarious. So it has like all these twists on what's going on. It's got some fun acting in it and some kind of hilarious points to make about current politics that I kind of enjoyed probably more so than any other purge movie that I've seen so far. So, uh, forever purge, pretty fun. I'd say check it out. The other thing we checked out this week was the Muppets haunted mansion, which is currently on Disney channel. And I found it just delightful. If you're a fan of the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, it fits in every little bit of weird things that happen and little details. They do a wonderful job as well as having the silly comedy of the Muppets that you've known and loved since you were a kid. So if you have an hour to burn during October, you could do a lot worse than watching uh, the Muppets Haunted Mansion. That was a lot of fun. All right, cool. Speaking of blast from the past, yeah. Muppets being as they are, I listened to an album that came out in 1969, and it, it is just so freaking good. I feel like i got to tell people to listen to this album. This is Ike Turner in the King's Rhythm, A Black Man's Soul. 
holy crap, I know nothing about Ike Turner except he's uh, like uh, an abusive villain in Tina Turner's story. I thought he was, I don't even know, a record producer or something. I didn't, I didn't know. Holy crap, this album is, is so good. It's got amazing horns. It's super funky. It's got great keyboards. Most of it is vocal free. It's just straight up music. And Steve, you're getting into more things like the meters and uh, finally this, some of this weird funky crap I've been listening to for a while is, has made its way into your ear holes. Oh, yeah. Stuff I like encourage, and... Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I encourage you to, to listen to Ike Turner and the King's Rhythm, uh, Black Man's Soul. Freaking great stuff. And uh, I don't, I'm kind of pissed at my parents for not having this record in the house, frankly. Just to put a point on it, Ike Turner is dead. He is 100% completely dead. I am in no way benefiting this abusive asshole by telling you to listen to that music. That is all. Okay, thank you. So that's uh, all I've got. Is there anything else you wanted to add for uh, Multimedia Triage? God, what else do you want? We've been talking about this for five freaking hours. You haven't even talked about Back for Blood yet. Oh, shit. Did you get it yet? No, but I, I will. Oh, you and I haven't had time to play it together we yet, haven't. but I'm gonna. And actually, uh, Resident Evil 4 came out on Oculus tonight. I just bought that, too. So I've got and, a bunch of shit on my dance card. Yeah, Darkest life. Dungeon comes out like about the same time this podcast does, too. So, Back for Blood is the spiritual successor to Left for Dead, which is the classic game of you've got four survivors that is try- are trying to run to a safe room and not get murdered by zombies. Meanwhile, you may have up to four friends playing as special zombies with different powers who are trying to freak and kill you. And totally fun game. Uh, Back for Blood, what it has different is as you're running through the mazes trying to get to the safe room, you, you can pick up cash, Gord. And oh, yes. as you get to the safe room, there's a chest where you can buy perks and weapons upgrades for the next round of the game, which I think you would totally dig. In addition yeah, it's assuming that, you make it to the safe room. You're, that's assuming Steve didn't see a shiny object on the horizon and run the other way. shiny object, usually it's like fucking Brian Wolford, who's dead, and I'm trying to heal him. Like, it's never a shiny object. <laughs> He's Although, not even here to defend himself. Now there's You're cash. Such a dick. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm hoping we can get the night shift together again and play some fucking game, because this would be fun. The other cool thing is it has a... Uh, collectible card game sort of aspect too so you can pick different cards then some of them give you like 30 percent healing bonus when you use a medical pack or a a better weapon accuracy or stuff like that so you can draw i think up to five cards and you can pick and choose which cards to use in each round so you can sort of tailor your skills to your play style and your perks which i think is also pretty cool oh yeah i'd build a deck of cards for just panic blind firing in every direction i think so it's got some really fun sort of boosts and new items added to that old fun gameplay that uh i think you'll dig and there are also i guess some of the levels are different so you might have a level that is like remember there was a a side game you could play in left 4 dead 2 where you had to put like gasoline into a generator yeah 
So there are some levels that are things like that. They're mission-based, and it's not just going point A to point B. You might have to go to point A to point B and rescue another set of survivors and escort them to a point C. Or you might have to restart a generator or something like that. So they've sort of mixed up the uh, different types of levels that you have. So there's a little more variety, which I also think is cool. So Back for Blood, uh, check it out. I cannot wait to play more of this with friends. Cool. So Tune? Tune. All right. uh, Why don't we check out a new one from Sam Haynes. This is also from Haunted House Party which you can get right now from samhaines.bandcamp.com. It's called Return of the Neon Phantom.
feeling it steve I'm, feeling I'm out of candy so what do really? you got okay here's what i got this is a, a second offering from beer zombies in san marcus san diego county california this is called evil haze hazy double india ipa with citra mosaic galaxy 9.66 alcohol by volume jesus oh god also has a uh, evil dead uh, ash with guts and hops and a chainsaw on the label and to pair with that, I have something I've never tried before. Smack it and crack it from Bonomo, the vanilla Turkish taffy. I think it's essentially okay. like a big hunk. Like an Abba Zabba kind yeah, of. Yeah, Abba Zabba or one of those guys. The label, of course, is wrappers stuck to the candy. Yeah, as they as are want to be. Rich vanilla flavor, very chewy. Hope I don't pull out a filling. Yeah, no shit. It's always sort of Russian roulette for your teeth when you're eating one of those. All right. And the uh, IPA? You're a solid IPA. It's good. Oh, good. What are you eating? Uh, 
you know that that was my my last of my uh, candy, dude. You got no candy, no drinks. Uh oh, you know, <laughs> I completely forgot about this one, and I I don't know how I could possibly forget about this one. It is balls guarana original soda. Ah, balls b a w l s right? B a w l s. It is in a blue bottle with little nubbins all over it. It looks a lot it's like a sex for toy. It's pleasure. That's why it, they Yeah, that. for somebody's pleasure. It's not going to slip out of my hand or any other orifice. Hey, you are always telling me how much you enjoy balls in your mouth, so I thought I'd give it Wait, a shot. what? Mm. Oh, that's not terribly good, Steve. I don't know what you get out of this. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, uh, a cola that someone dripped a little bit of extract of plum into. A little bit like an RC cola. Not a big fan. Not nearly as good as the uh, kimono yuzu, that's for sure. Okay, so my beef with the folks at Bonomo Turkish Taffy. Yeah? Is these pricks, Wait, you got beef in your taffy? That is not... Are you sure that's not jerky? These pricks. <laughs> it's a white, like, log of taffy, right? Okay. And for some reason, they chose to put a white cardboard backing on it. <laughs> So That's I'm not sitting cool. here, I'm like, why is this so chewy? This cannot be right. Oh, I just chewed a mouth of cardboard. Don't they That's know people great. are eating this who have just had four large beers? The taffy itself is not bad. Very chewy. Nice vanilla flavor. But it's better without the cardboard. <laughs> well, I mean, does the cardboard taste bad or is it just a texture thing? Because we've been over it's a bad texture. It's thing. not pleasing. Okay. All right. Well, I think we've done just about all the damage we can do here. Thank you. So I'd I like think to thank so. Sam Haynes and Monster Mashups for allowing us to share their music on the show this week. Our usual bullshit. Show phone numbers 425-296-6557. Or you can reach me via email to steve at bonehand.com. There's new content on bonehand.com every once in a while. It's also the home of the heavy half hour. Right on. You can find... My stuff, such as it is at MightyWombat.com. You can also, as we discussed earlier, find me as real underscore Mighty Wombat on whatever the crap. On Instagram. That's what it is. Yeah. And then blah, blah, blah. Facebook page. We have one. Yes. That's where you find sweet deals on things. Uh, short films that don't fit our festival, but we think are cool. Uh, new album info from bands that we've featured on the show. All kinds of cool stuff on the Bone Bat Facebook. There really is cool stuff. Absolutely. Uh, you can also find me on both Twitter and Instagram as Bonehand. And we have Bone Bat feeds in both those places, too, for information about the film festival. Thank you again for listening. If you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. Finally, we're going to close the show with one more from Steve-O in your stereo. Every year he does a Halloween dub, which is an awesome collage of spooky sounds and music. And this year's no exception. I hope you dig Halloween dub for 2021. Once again, I'm Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one. Yeah, I do have a good one. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Scary laugh. I wish you the very best Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Wicked, insane, evil... 
became a creature that rampaged through San Francisco. Nothing could stop the incredible Dino. <laughs>
to continue on our challenge in horror. of the living jay he did not die he's living in my eye as is the tradition after this show that's true this episode if you're not shitting technicolor you haven't podcast you know you haven't done the bone bat beer and candy show that's for damn sure <laughs>